Hello, my friends, it's Andy Hedy coming live from Orange County, California, and we are back. We're back in the saddle. You back in the saddle? I'm a little crooked on the saddle, but, <laughs> but I'm not. As you can see, my eyes look so sleepy. Sorry, folks. <laughs> this is not my best. <laughs> You're a little crooked on your donkey? Yeah, I'm a little crooked on my donkey. <laughs> wow, how are you? I'm hanging in there. Well, you it took two... COVID tests and they were negative. I don't know what I got. Could have sworn you had COVID. I could have sworn. <laughs> I don't know what I got, but it knocked me out. I still have very little energy. It like it literally just all I wanted to do was sleep. Every 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 five minutes that I got up or every hour that I got up, I was like, I gotta get back in the bed. <laughs> you know, you just reminded me of a, a question. Uh, I have my men's Bible study that I do on Saturday mornings at eight o'clock. And uh, I said, you know, I got a question for all you guys. You know, when your wife is sick, do you normally stay in the room and sleep sleep with them at night? And they all like look at me like, your wife lets you sleep in the bed when she's sick. <laughs> and I go, uh oh, what? I never Are you supposed to kick you out. I don't know. I don't know, but I guess I would they, think you'd want to leave, but not that I. Would I don't care. Out. What about a? a so rarely it happens where you're sick and I get what you have. Yeah, it's weird. Huh? Or and vice versa. When I've yeah. been really sick, you've never gotten what I've had. Now we've gotten from the kids, strangely enough, <laughs> who we who we try to stay away from as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. So but um, yeah, they just all laughed. I, I really didn't get an answer. One guy said, "No, I um, I always sleep in the my daughter's room." So he wants to leave the room. No, she says she if he's sick, he's got to sleep in his daughter's room. Oh. His daughter's in college, so don't think anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the daughter's room is available. Yes, and so the empty daughter's yes, room. Yes, and I guess before that, he must have slept on the couch when he's sick. But he's sick. You yeah, asked what I did. about when she's sick. That's the direction it went. I, I, I didn't get an answer the other way around. Wow. I go, I don't know. People, uh, they Let's said, ask our viewers. Yeah, what do you guys do? Do when you, you kick out your spouse when you're sick? <laughs> or when you were married, if you're not married anymore or what have you. Yeah. you, know, do you what happens when you guys are sick? Do you sleep separately when one of you are sick? Or do you sleep together? We've just never... Man, we've had some horrible stuff. We've had cancer, COVID. Well, cancer Cancer, COVID. Contagious. We've had cancer, COVID. <laughs> COVID I love seeing you smile. COVID. You haven't smiled in like four or five days. <laughs> I really have not felt good. Yeah. I was telling them at church, I said, you know, she's really sick. I've not, ever, I mean, I've known you for forever. And <laughs> I had COVID before. It wasn't the same. No, no. Oh, really? No. As I could tell that you, you did not feel well at all. So anyway, glad you're back. Almost. You're not quite there. You're, we, we couldn't go another day. I, I was getting, I was actually thinking, hey, should I go on? Not that I want to go on without you, but to go on to let people know that we were still together, that uh, nobody had died. Um, I didn't know if they were watching my other shows where I, on my other shows, I mentioned, hey, if you're coming to my page and thinking it's the devotional, uh, and I told them you were sick, but um, I began to wonder, uh, I began to wonder if I should go on to give like a little bit of announcement to let people know what was going on. Oh, wow. We're getting a lot of uh, uh, things here. Here we go. We got Lisa says, hello, hello. And uh, no. She's, I don't know what the no. I mean, maybe no. Like, 
<laughs> oh, uh, and Lisa says, when I was married, we slept together. Yeah. That's good. And Iris said the same. Yeah. Hi, Robert. Uh, again, sorry. I'm trying to watch, look at the whole thing. When my husband was alive, we always slept uh, together, sick or not. Yeah. That's sweet. Welcome back, Robert. <laughs> He's saying welcome back to us. All right. Let's get into this devotional so we don't stay on too long. Keep you up, schnugs. Okay. It's, uh, it's time for your Betty Bye time. Um, we're reading from, uh, oh, shoot. All right. I, I thought I had this down. Oh, wrong direction. Hold on. <laughs> I got to get used to this Kindle that we're using. Um, we're reading Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon and for August 7th. And um, we're in a, to a very sexy book of the Bible. Yeah. Schnookums. Too bad you're sick. <laughs> Oh, Song of Songs 1-4, which says this little brief portion of it, I think it's uh, the B portion, says the upright love thee. Yes. That's kind of a mystery. The it was a mystery. Upright love you. <laughs> right. Uh, Charles says in this devotional, true believers love Jesus with a deeper affection than they dare give any other being. Mm -hmm. They would rather lose their father or mother than part with Christ. They hold all earthly comforts loosely in their hands, but carry, but carry him securely locked in their hearts. They voluntarily deny themselves for his sake, but they are not to be led to, every de to, to ever deny him. Mm -mm. Love is shallow. If the fires of persecution can dry it up for the true believers, love is a deeper stream than this. Enemies have diligently worked to separate the faithful from their master. But their attempts have been fruitless in every period of history. Neither crowns of honor nor frowns of anger have been able to untie this bond that is stronger than a Gordian knot. Nope. Should I want to read the editor's note? Well, he's going to explain what a Gordian knot is, folks, since it's, that it's a legend from the mid-16th century that the king of Gordium, which was, now, which was in northwest Turkey, tied an intricate knot and prophesied that anyone who untied it would become the ruler of Asia. So the... Legend continues, <laughs> Alexander the Great just cut it, and he became the ruler of Asia. So I think that's hysterical, because he severed it with a sword. Instead of untying it, he just cut it. Right. No. That's brilliant. Yeah. Alexander was brilliant. I got a story to tell you that has to, something to do with that. Okay. <laughs> we'll catch that on the next. Has nothing to do with this, but it's actually interesting, I think. <laughs> this attachment is no common bond that the world's power can dissolve even over a great length of time. The devil himself, nor any man, has been able to find a key to open this lock. Oh, so Never has the craftiness of Satan been more useless than when he has used it seeking to sever the union of two divinely welded hearts. The scriptures say the upright love thee. And nothing will blot out the sentence. Amen. The intensity of the upright's love, however, should not be judged as much by what we see of it, but by the inner longings. It should be our daily lament that we do not love enough, yearning that our hearts were capable of more love and could be reaching further. Like Samuel Rutherford, Scottish Presbyterian theologian, Theologian, that's so hard to say. Theologian. We, theologian, there we go. We cry, oh, for enough love to encircle the earth and rise above heaven. Yes, even over the heaven of heavens and 10,000 worlds, that I may place it upon my beautiful Christ and only Christ. Alas, 
Our longest reach is only a span of love, and our affection is but a drop in the bucket compared to what he deserves. Yet if our love were measured by our intentions, it would be great indeed. So we must our so we trust our Lord to be its judge. Oh, that we could give all the love in our hearts in one great bundle, oh. a massive gathering of all believers, love to him who is altogether lovely. It must be related to Smith Wigglesworth because he uses that to start sentences sometimes. Smith Wigglesworth, but, oh, that we could love. Oh, my beloved. I think oh, it was a style. A style back in the Literary 1800s. Hmm. Of emphasis. Interesting. Do you know of this love that uh, this devotional is talking about? Uh, amen. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love the fact that he says, if it was measured by our, inten uh, our intentions, it'd be great indeed. And the intensity of the upright's love should not be judged by what we see, but by our inner longings. Hmm. In other words, we all fall short of the glory of God. We all fail to properly represent how much we truly love him. But since he could see our hearts, he knows the intensity of that longing in our hearts, that we long to do better, that we long to do the things that would show him that we love him, um, but our flesh inhibits us. Mm. So that's just a great, that's pointing out a great fact. You know, what's interesting is that uh, I know I'm, this isn't talking about Jesus per se, but it is when we, no, no, me, what I'm going to oh. say right now. <laughs> in that um, when I, when, because in some ways, the only thing we had to compare in, in relationship to love is how we've loved on this earth. Sure. Like this, this love is like so intense and so strong that, oh gosh, it's got to be, it's, it's, it's more than what we've even experienced here, whether for it's sure. to us or for somebody else. Absolutely. But how we started the devotional was asking, what do you do when your spouse is sick? And not to say anything bad about, <laughs> about any of our friends who don't, but I know you're sick and I know that you looked really sick and it does. It, I, I don't. I don't want to leave your side. Hmm. I don't want to not be there. If you wake up in the middle of the night and say, you know, I can't can, breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> or you know, can you carry me I, to the bathroom? I think I'm dying. Yeah, yeah I think I'm dying. You know, I got to go potty. Can you take me? Um, I mean, it, it, that's like not even a thought. Not even a. It's like when our kids were little. Like I wouldn't do it much now because they're all old. Like the teenagers, definitely not. No, um, but you know, when they're little, I mean, the love yeah. of, I mean, you would do anything Absolutely. for them, run through a burning fire, do whatever it takes. And that's not even what he's, what they're talking about. That's my point. Eventually is that we can yeah, show that kind of love for each other here and in other ways, you know, uh, in, in rescuing or just being there when you, when you need, uh, when we need each other and that kind of stuff, regardless of what's happening, but that's still not compared to what Charles is talking about. Well, and listen to the way he describes it in the beginning, which how true is this nowadays that you cannot ever separate them. Love is shallow. The fires of persecution can dry it up because the true believer's love is deeper, is a deeper stream than this. Look at the Chinese, look at the Iranians, look at the Africans. They won't deny Christ for nothing. Mm. I mean, you chop their heads off, you threaten their families. No matter what you do, they will not sacrifice that love. I mean, what 
what has that kind of intensity other than the love of Christ? That you would sacrifice earthly well-being, that you would sacrifice family. There's nothing you wouldn't give to hold on to the love of Christ. Mm. That's extraordinary. You know, it's interesting that what the pandemic uh, brought was that that period of time when people were in the hospital and then you couldn't go visit your loved ones. Yes. And some decisions were had to be made. Do I put my loved one in the hospital? And potentially I, put them hospital and I can't see them. And you can't manage their care. And yeah, that's crazy. Scary. And we were just dating, so I didn't expect you to come into the hospital. But you did a lot of other things. <laughs> I would have come into the hospital. Yeah. But isn't that crazy yes. that we were put in that position? That if any of my kids would have got sick, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Crazy. I I, I can't. I, I know because I, 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 I love my kids so much. So I'd like to share my little pre-COVID experience with our audience. Oh, yes. So uh, Jan's not on, but um, I did some investigating to see who online you can get um, the drugs that we don't talk about, uh, the, the ones that we don't say online and get banned but I wanted to get that medicine. So I found this one company, I don't know where they're based to tell you the truth. And they prescribed so much medicine. We literally, if, if it was the time when you were going to the hospital, we could have treated you at home yes. with all this medicine. Yes. It was <laughs> crazy. And now I have a closet full of stuff. The the two drugs that I wanted the most of, I've got four pills, but everything else, I have an inhaler, I have a nebulizer, I have steroids. I, I mean, it was ridiculous. I don't, I don't know what was the theory behind prescribing all that stuff. We've got vitamin C that looked like horse pills. Uh, it was just nuts. Oh, those, those vitamin C pills are horrible. Yes. <laughs> yes. But um, I'm here. I don't know. It's still alive. You didn't poison yourself, nor did the whatever you have kill no, you. No, and I did not yeah. take all of them. Right. Like, for example, they prescribe Singular. Makes sense, right? It's supposed to take care of your breathing problems. But have you read the alert? I mean, the 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 warnings for Singular, the asthma medicine, are so scary. It says you will have bad dreams. You will get depression, suicidal, anxiety. <laughs> Unless you really, really got to take this medicine, don't take it. So I didn't touch it. I was like, I, you know, I am not that bad. I'm not that bad. All I need is a secondary consequence of taking singular. I'm not doing it. Uh, uh, yes, Alisa, I would be happy to send you the name of the company. And if anyone else, my personal preference is the one my sister Jan recommended. That guy was a lot more reasonable. Uh, but he also prescribes both. Um, uh, Andy's impressed by how good notes I took, but I have it all written out on a document. What yes. pharmacies will prescribe those two medicines, the doctor and Lisa, yeah, I'd prefer you use the local guy too, because the other guy was, it was excessive, really, yeah. it was excessive. <laughs> uh, so, and Priscilla's asking if I've been sick. Yes, yes. Priscilla, I had a mis mystery illness, okay? I took two COVID tests, both were negative. It's not monkeypox, is it, do you think? <laughs> do you have monkeypox? I could have only gotten monkeypox <laughs> if you were acting like a monkey, so. <laughs> I don't know where that question comes from, but no. So I could not get out of bed. I was literally like a walking dead person. I have no other symptoms. I barely a little bit of congestion, 
no fever, a mild grade fever, maybe 99 or something, but I could not move. I literally have been in bed for 72 hours since Thursday. I literally only got out of bed today from Thursday nonstop. Mm -hmm. Everybody would walk in the room and check on me and I'd be <laughs> yeah. close the door. Zara and I were racing up the stairs to give you presents. Yeah. And we were like <laughs> against the wall. And we go, and at the last I start to turn the door knob and the last I go, wait, she might be asleep. And at the last second I turned it really slow, open it, and you're <laughs> it was nuts. And your mask on. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. You were out. That didn't even but you didn't budge. No. Usually the ding, the our alarm that goes off oh, when somebody goes in or so out of a annoying. window or door goes off every ten seconds. Phew. No, yeah, it was uh, it's something else. Yeah. But the the pharmacy I went to in uh, Guadalajara <laughs> was amazing. And he came back with giant bags oh. of stuff. Oh my god, it was. Crazy. I was in CVS so often, and the same guy was at the window every time. And oh, I go, he? I go, don't be laughing because you've been at this window every time I've come. I came this morning, I came in the afternoon, I came in the evening. He was there every time, oh. and he's like smiling at me. I go, hey, what's funnier that you standing there all day long, or me coming here three times? He's some young kid like this, oh, dude. You're hysterical. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is asking if I've heard of the frontline doctors. Yes. So the frontline doctors gives you a link to local, I mean, to national prescribers, that's the list I went through to decide who I was gonna ultimately use. A lot of them do not prescribe in California, but I've narrowed it down. I have done the research folks. So if you need good resources, uh, just DM me and I'll be happy to. Is that the same thing you just read? Uh, Lisa wrote at the bottom. Oh, <laughs> uh, Iris says. Oh, doctors now overprescribe to cover themselves on the government checks on them. Yeah, yes, possibly. for sure. And Priscilla says, oh, I'm sorry. Praise God, you're feeling better? Yes. Thank for you. For sure, praise God. Um, yes, that's the one oh, I was referring okay. to. And then we'll send you info. Lisa says an email, not here, of course. <laughs> We're all like, this is so stupid, this whole censorship. Right? This is ridiculous. Uh, Lisa says, had no idea you were sick. Glad you are better. Thank you. And awesome, very cool. Um, oh man, oh, I have to remember to tell you something too. I'm supposed to get a phone number from you. <laughs> but anyway, just remind me. I want to tell you now, but I completely forgot. Um, I can't say it over the air. Uh, Guadalajara, 40 minutes uh, from me. Where's Robert? In Guadalajara, 40 minutes from Guadalajara. The real Guadalajara? Yeah. He was in Mexico. Oh, but you're talking about Guadalajara. Guadalajara. <laughs> yeah. La Habra is a city next to us, and we call it Guadalajara. It, it's automatic. It I try not to do that. And you know those things that you say that you shouldn't say um, that that <laughs> just come out because you say them so often? That's one of those things. La Habra. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and all that the Lord keeps reminding me through all of this is that um, the enemy has attacked me and Andy like nobody's business since that home church. Yeah, it's been something, hasn't it? I mean, nonstop. My daughter got full-blown lie in bed, terribly sick COVID for six days. Uh, you tore your tendon. Then I got sick. It was like it, it just nonstop. All the kids were sick too. But yeah. oh yeah, Andy doesn't sick. test his kids, so he we don't know what they had. <laughs> He's like, it's a cold. I'm yeah. like, okay, whatever. Get outside. Uh, Why are you bothering me? 
And yeah, but so we are not able to do our home church in August, but hello, high water, we are doing September. Lisa asked how, ask how my leg is. And, you know, I got a, 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 first of all, it's doing really well. And I'm trying to be careful not to take it for granted. It's still there. I think I kicked something and it, it reminded me that it was still there. Um, but I started taking a, a few new supplements. Yeah. And one of them is the... Um, uh, the okay. peptide, the collagen peptide, which is for healing yes. properties and that kind of stuff. And uh, I got to tell you, I mean, I've been taking it like crazy ever since I got hurt. Uh, Every day I haven't I've tried. I think I may have missed one day and, and, and made up for it in the evening. Oh, nice. But it's um, uh, Dan Bongino. He has a podcast. You may know who he is, but he aver it advertises. But he said during his cancer, uh, he took it and he said he believes that was one of the things that saved his life. Uh, really that just really helped him through the wow. pain and the nausea and all the stuff he was going through. And then um, Tony Robbins has a new book out that both of us have um, that's on uh, I've been med taking college medical research and that kind years. of stuff, but they had a whole section on peptides. I don't know what the, uh, I have to reread that portion of the book, but the peptide issue is an important part is of it the, separate the collagen, collagen peptide. It's a collagen peptide apparently okay. is whatever, but I, that's the only thing I can think because they said for sure you know, that you would you're going to be in these crutches in this thing for six weeks. It was three weeks. Awesome. Um, so who knows? Uh, but I've been taking some pretty good supplements, staying off it and better than I did when I first praying. started. And oh, a lot of prayer. Lots of people. We got to probably them. say um, that that's probably the main reason. Yes. <laughs> to God be the it. glory. Yes. <laughs> Priscilla says, I grew up in La Habra and we used to call it Guadalajara. <laughs> See, I'm not there La Habra. But we have that name for all the towns in this area. Yeah, even ah. Anna Slime is one of them. It's a slimy, slime. At the time, Anaheim had a lot of slimy areas. Oh. But uh, much of it has been cleaned up. So, yeah, I can go on with the names of the cities that we've, we've changed the names. Um, and stretching daily. Yeah. Oh, that's what's painful. <laughs> yeah. It's the stretching. It's still very tight. And I went to the gym for the first time uh, yesterday and felt really good. I even did rowing, which was pretty amazing. So thank you. Thank you for asking. It's it's not as important as Hedia's uh, healing and getting better yes, from this uh, way more important. this ailment. Yeah. <laughs> September 16th. What's this? Lisa says. It's granddaughter's second birthday and September 18th. I'm being baptized. Oh, hallelujah. So I hope home church at your place is not one of those days. Actually... I have to look at the calendar. Are those Sundays? I'm not sure because we're doing it Sunday at five, same time. Yeah. I actually think September 21 is the day I have somehow so. remembered in my mind. But yeah. I will verify that for you, Lisa. Where are you being baptized? I love that. So just on a, just on a, it's, it's, it's not highly related. I mean, not closely related to the not thing. But so uh, we were out shopping today with the, with the kids, I, or we, I took the, the, the four of the kids out at the same time. So we're shopping at Tilly's and um, Old Navy. And it was crowded. There was a lot of parents out there with their kids. But we're out there shopping and all the kids are finding their shorts and pants and shirts and, um, and doing a bunch of other stuff. Well, uh, Bo, who is going to be nine, right? He's going to be nine. Yes. <laughs> he's going to be nine. So he's eight. Um, and he bought this jacket with a hood on it. And on the ends, it, it buttons around the wrist. You, you know, it has the little wrist buttons there. And while we were standing around waiting for the kids to come out of the dressing room, there is the um, 
you know, where they hang the clothes. What do you call that thing? There's like stands where they have the, the hangers and stuff like that. And there's these little slits where they can put different racks at different levels. And there's holes. And somehow Bo playing around with the button, he stuck his button into the slot and pushed it in. But then, you know, when it goes in there, it, it goes in flat, but then it opens up and now you can't get it out. So he's like, I see him tugging, tugging, tugging. He goes, Dad, my sleeve is is stuck. And I'm trying to use my keys to get it out. I mean, it was this is like it's like a puzzle trying to get this button out. And I was just getting ready to go, you know what, son, it's too bad. Because I look, there's not even, you know, normally they put an extra button on clothing. This one didn't have any an extra button. But I just I was so I was I was over it and said, I'm just gonna and I started but and then Ray goes, let me try. And she comes in and she could have been the princess of whatever it's gonna be of the whatever town that was china of asia the gordian knot yes oh yes okay it was it was like the gordian knot oh. i wait I, I, Bo tried it Rhett tried it i tried it kelly was in the dressing room ray goes let me try she just she goes there i got it <laughs> nice yeah, how did you do that it was magic oh that was my story wow thank you <laughs> sure all of our audience appreciated that <laughs> and these, these squirrels Squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> reminded me of the, the Gordian, Gordian knot. knot. That's the tie. That's the connection. That's the tie. I think it's because you're sick. You, normally, you would have been rolling on the ground right. laughing. You would have found that so, so funny. Right. Home church is September 25th, by the way. 25th. So we're good, Lisa. All right. Lisa's doing it at Calvary Church, West Hills. Where's West Hills? Is that in uh, Northridge? No, West Hills, is it by Northridge? I know West Hills is West Hills, but not. But what part of town is that in? You know what happened in Northridge? In Fires? The, in the, I think it was the 70s. Earthquake? Yes. Yes, of course. The, the, our the, the bridges. Our house collapsed. shook like crazy. That was awesome. I was at home. Uh, Near Woodland Hills. Okay. Woodland Hills. Nice. Very good. Um, you know, we're going to save uh, uh, Jack's message. Uh, today was amazing. I went and saw amazing. him after church and said, I go, Jack, I go, I go, I, I love a lot of your messages. And I you know because I love this church and I love you. But that is one of my now one of my top favorite messages today. What was your favorite part? Well, let's see, I get into it. Then we're going to go on. It's already been. It's OK. You can go on. I'm OK. <laughs> we got to redeem ourselves. Come on. We've talked about a lot of nonsense. <laughs> oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Let's see what, what did we say for home church? September oh. 25th. The Sunday. Here, yeah. you want me to remind you? Yes. Okay, so Jack's message today was about... Just thinking. Um, it was Romans, and we were in Romans 5, 10 through 21. And I think what was... I think it was without oh, it was about Christ. Adam. It was about yes. Adam and then Jesus. Yeah. And without Christ, everyone is the walking dead. And so basically, he's, he was saying, because Adam brought sin into the world, sin leads to death. So basically, without Christ, we are all walking dead people. From the minute you're born, you're dead. Hmm. And the only way you could be, quote, alive is if you've accepted Christ and he gives you everlasting life and that all of that came from Adam. Yes. And this I, is such an amazing uh, connection and, and that's nothing I really put the two together. We've heard before 
that Adam was the first Jesus, so to speak, type, type right. prototype or type. Um, but uh, the way he put it, bringing it all together today was was amazing. Uh, and I also like the discussion about racism. Yes. And prejudice. There's only one race. And there's only one race. That was one of that was, I think was my favorite part out of the whole yeah, thing. Uh, that the part I took away was that that is an amazing thing to talk about when people talk about conservative Christians being racist. That uh, that they you know I think they're most bothered that truly we don't. I mean we can joke around and uh, you know as a police officer we joke around because of the different things that if we go into um, the different things we have to do when we go in a Hispanic home how you present to the you know, usually to the man first in the house and that kind of stuff and talk to him first. If you don't, it could be disrespectful. But all that stuff is is just related to culture. Right. I mean, we're just dealing with culture. And so you can have you can have fun with some of the culture differences and that kind of stuff. But but to understand that uh, us, we don't we have friends of all of everything. We and we I mean, even gay friends and uh, friends that, uh, you know, from that are immigrants and um, races and that kind of stuff. But we don't truly treat them any differently than we do anybody else. Right. We joke around. We have fun. We, you know, we don't we'll go to dinner. We we go to their house for parties, uh, all that type of stuff. And I think it really bothers people that we don't see things like that necessarily as far as, uh, you know, they see thing, everything is racist. Uh, the opposing party. <laughs> try to keep this right and um and i love what he said is because we're all just one race yes. we may be come from different places we may have different stuff and a different language and that kind of stuff but and that's thing but the thing that we do want to fight against is prejudice not being prejudiced against one person over another absolutely um and oh i like that her point too also yeah. said that since there was satan not adam because satan lied to eve then adam mm -hmm. but also Say who's the first sinner? It's not right. Adam, it's Satan. Right. That was the other great part. Yes. Thank you for reminding me of today's message. Yeah, it was um, awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. And just as one man through all of humanity, sin reigned from one man, that's how salvation, even more so, and grace abounds through one man, Christ. Mm -hmm. He undoes all the work of Adam through what Satan did to him in sin and undoes all of that for humanity by just his one person. And, and I love how he explained Gethsemane because Muslims attack this all the time, that Jesus kept saying, uh, what, take this cup from me, you know, it, because it, basically Jesus at Gethsemane was asking the Lord, uh, was asking God the Father, can I not have to go through this? And they said, but thy will be done. Mm -hmm. He accepted it. And he said once he accepted his fate and basically God was silent because there was no other way. It was blood for blood. It had to be the blood of Christ to wash our sins. And he said once he accepted that, Jesus was in full control. He did not get dragged anywhere. He did not get taken to the cross against his will. He was not killed. He was not uh, murdered. He was killed. He was in complete and utter control from that moment forward. And uh, I love that too. That was yeah. really awesome. That was great. And then how the message ended with the uh, the video of the the high schoolers that were a part of that uh, transgender, uh, what was it, you know, the dance. Yeah. That the guy came in dressed as a woman dancing and they were all standing and cheering in, this, in a church. And, yeah, uh, church. you know, what I really, you know, admire about Jack is he says, it's okay. 
All this stuff needs to happen. <laughs> burn, <laughs> yes, baby, it's burn. Just, Let it go. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've gotten used to that now. I think when I first started going to Jack Church, I was going, wow, this, this is wild. Right. You know, how he how he says things like this and and uh he plays this thing on the screen of the of the dude dressed as a woman and dancing and and he's like uh, let me be clear this is not supposed to happen in a church but he's it, like if that's not a church it's just a building yeah it's just a building and he goes all the churches that are not opening because of being woke or because of the COVID, it's okay they're not supposed to open it's a good thing they're not opening back up it's just such a different way of looking at it on, on such a powerful way that just really um, helps you understand uh, prophecy and where we are at this stage uh, of the planet. Yes, is that this all of this is, he and and the fact that that God said this was going to happen. Yes, that that uh, Sodom and got, demons, Sodom and Gomorrah that, was going to everything was going to happen that was happening in Sodom and Gomorrah. I put that in my article this week about how the language wars corrupted the church and changing. Uh, the word for homosexuality and for men. And it was like, I said, this is a doctrine of demons. This is a false gospel. This is no longer the gospel. And Jack said that today. He's like, it's a doctrine of demons because demons are teaching our children. Demons are teaching Christianity today. Mm. And people have got to learn the difference. Yeah. You want to know one thing? Can I tell you something? Yes. There's a... Uh... <laughs> I never thought that way about Gethsemane, right? That right. was awesome. I loved it. Right. Okay. Um, with the, the, the couple times that I've uh, seen Jack, you know, and we see each other and, you know, you know how uncomfortable I feel when men, you know, do certain things, like sit on my feet. <laughs> Were you excited to check on you? He just looked at me. It, there was somebody in front of me, and then he got done talking to them, and he then he saw then he kind of saw me. I was next. He goes, Andy. He goes, How are you, brother? And he gives me this big hug, Aww. and I go, It's it's. I, I, I kinda, like being hugged. By I you. like being hugged by Jack. I didn't tell him that because I didn't want to weird him out. But I was just like, you know what? There's no there's nobody else I'd rather be hugged by other than Aww. you and Jack and Jesus Christ. Oh, that's so good. But uh, yeah, he just gave me this big hug and just said, Andy, my brother. I, and just the way that he just I love that. lit That's up was beautiful. just so awesome. And, and he I, remembers oh, my name. You know what? Another thing he hmm. said that was really good about temptation. He's like, temptation always comes in a very pretty form. Yes. You know, and he's like, and it seems. Oh, okay. that was good, too. Thank you for reminding me of that. Right. I, I, I in my mind, I put a podcast together uh, for the Fearless Man podcast about how important that is to understand. Yes. It's always the brightest, brightest, uh, jingly thing, the and most attractive seems, thing. And it seems so natural. Yes. And easy. Yes. And you're like, wait, I don't think this is bad. And then before you know it, you're in quicksand. Uh, here's another really quick story. Yes. But early on in my life, in my life, I, when I was doing magic, I was doing magic all over the place. I worked for Bobby McGee's restaurant as a magician going from table to table. And um, and I was also driving limousines at the time, too. I had like three or four jobs at the same time. And um, I can't tell you how many times I was offered cocaine at that period of time. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. Yeah. 83. No, 81, 82, 83, all, that, all those years. And I... Um, would be offered cocaine so much and there was one time that i tried it on my on my gums like they tell you to yeah just take a little bit put on your gums in it and then all of a sudden i just i felt this rush of kind of like wow it felt really like good <laughs> and from at that moment i said i am never using cocaine because it felt so 
good. Oh, that yeah. little bit. I go, I couldn't imagine if I actually snorted it <laughs> or actually did. I go, I just told myself, I said, dude, this I, trouble? I go, no, you cannot, you can never do oh, this because you. it's so, it, it that, that little bit felt so good and interesting. And I said, no. And so that, that always reminds me of that. When, when Jack said that today, it, it took me right back going, oh, I remember when that felt so good that I realized that that would lead to nowhere good. Awesome. Um, spend a lot Great of money example. trying to chase that dragon forever and never get it back. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was one of those things. And that's the only way I was able to become a cop because at the time you couldn't do any, you couldn't even smoke pot and be a cop in yeah. your history. Um, and so thank God I had that little moment uh, of, of discernment. Amen. The Holy Spirit was with me, even, even when I didn't know it. Um, I love that uh, Robert said that your uh, article was great. Thank I, you. I agree. I think it's, again, I, I always I say this kind of like Jack's, to Jack today, but I said, you know, all your messages are great, but this one in particular was good. Um, same thing with your article. I, I think uh, it, it, it was another home run that you hit with that article. Thank really, you. And really important, I think, for people to read it. I always ask for a link, so I send out the link. Yeah, the link is down below right here. This is what it looks like. If you don't see it, private messages, and we'll send it to you. Um, melt. Patty melt. You like patty melts? <laughs> uh, oops. Lisa says, Hedy's articles are great to share with others. Yes, they are for sure. Thank you. Susan, so, is our, so is our podcast. <laughs> Susan has changed her name. Hap Mendez. What happened, Susan? Nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you. What's happening? Hap. <laughs> This one's be happy. Is that happy Mendez? I don't know. Hope all's well with you. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I got so caught up in other stuff. I completely, I knew it was one of my favorites, but I would have had to go back to my notes too. The article? To, to recall. No, no the, the article, but the, today's uh, message from Jack. Oh. Because it, uh, I just turned around and told the people that we know behind us. I said, oh my gosh, you know, that was awesome. That was I got so many podcast episodes out of that one thing. <laughs> I wonder if he knows how much of his stuff we plagiarized. <laughs> Uh, all right. Make good, make we make for good students. Yes, for sure. Well, I'm so glad that you're back. I, I missed yeah. visiting time uh, with our friends. And yes. Spending time with you on the podcast. Thank you, lovey. And just, I wanted you to get out of bed, but then I didn't want you to get out of bed. I kept telling you to go back to bed when yes. you got out of bed, but now I'm glad you're out of bed. Does that make any sense? No, I want to go back to bed. And I'm going right with you. I'm laying right next to you. <laughs> there is that line that I don't want you to cross, but uh, no, that's not true. Oh, a couple more comments popped up. Hap says. Oh, she got hacked. She had to switch switch her nickname on Facebook. Oh, wow. Oh, we missed you. We've missed you, too. Jan, we missed you, too. Thank you. And it's her nickname. Well, I, want to hear, I want to hear about this nickname. Jan, I've been talking about you. If you just got on about uh, your COVID resource, it was awesome. Yes, for sure. Praying for continued healing. Thank you. A lot of people at church are praying for you. Thank I, you. I spread the word. Did you? Yeah. Is everyone going to treat me like I have the bubonic plague now? <laughs> Can you sit in the back row for a couple of weeks? <laughs> All right. Should you tell them about, you know what we're going to do? We're going to play the ad. Make sure you get this app today if you don't already have it. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. 
Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Well, that's a great nickname. Yes, that is sweet. Because her husband always called her happy. That is sweet. Wow. I wonder what my nickname would be. (laughs) Give me a minute. Well, Susan has got a happy disposition. She does. Would I be fun? Oh, it's such an appropriate would I be name. fun, Falco? Fun, funny, fun, Falco. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's get you to bed, Snuggles. Okay. All right. I love you. We love you guys. God bless. Have God a bless great you. night. Take care. Bye. Bye.